Abed and all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hiya, folks. Old Man Grognard here. It is Thursday. Hope you're all doing well. And, hmm, I was thinking about side adventures today. You know, I one of my favorite series of supplements for D&D from TSR is the Book of Lairs series. The Book of Lairs 1, 2. Then there's Forgotten Realms Book of Lairs also. There's a, a Dragonlance Book of Lairs and one called Lords of Darkness, which is all about the undead. And they are a lot of fun because they're filled with these little side random encounter, not random encounters, but I mean little side quest adventure things. It's basically a problem that the players, the characters have to solve for them or for somebody else. And I thought, you know, I should sit down and write side adventures, just a bunch of side adventures. I mean, hooks are nice. I'll, I can always use plot hooks and flush them out. But it'd be nice if I had like a one to two page side adventure with me at all times that I wrote. I mean, I don't mind using other people's stuff, but it'd be nice if I had like two or three side adventures that I wrote that I know that I could just sort of like pull out and just run it off the cuff. That'd be nice. So I came up with kind of a, I looked through the, like the book of layers, the PDFs and, and other things like that. And I came up with, I think a way to do that. What I do, what you do is you basically limit yourself. Like I said, this is a small situation. I mean, you could even make a campaign out of different side adventures. If you link it into a overarching strong plot, but that's, I'll get to that in a minute. What I came up with is, number one, you got to come up with a setup, which is why they're doing this in the first place. It would be called the hook. And this is the situation that goes on. Number two, give yourself no more than two locations. That's all you need right there. The town, the dungeon, um, the river, the, the cave, the, you know, just... Just think of it that way. The road, the temple, that, that kind of thing. The city or something even in the city. The city and the sewers. There you go. Two locations. Restrict yourself to two NPCs at the time. I mean, well, not at the time, but I mean, restrict yourself to two NPCs. Two NPCs, I think, is all you're going to need at the most. And I've got an addendum also planned for random encounters to get to where you're going. There's you, there's always room for random encounters. I like random encounters, and if because especially if you want to extend this side adventure a little, random encounters encounters does wonders. You know how I'm crazy about tables and random encounters. Then, one of your situations, one of your locations, I should say. Some kind of lair, dungeon, ruins, something you had a haunted house, something mansion, something you have to in, you know investigate, an old castle, uh, something like that. And you should make them 
kind of on the small side. So like castles and mansions over here. But but here's where like say the five room dungeon works extremely well in this in this case. Also, the monsters that inhabit it ten at the most. I've seen Book of Lairs. I've seen that where they got like 876 zombies or something like that. But that's a special case. That is a, that is a very special case because that's part of the plot. If it's part of the plot, yeah, throw hundreds of monsters in there. Go ahead. It was it has you know they're ga- being gated in things like that. But I would keep it at ten at the most. Ten mo- ten monsters at the most. And they don't have to be like ten goblins. They can be like. Uh, two ogres in this room over here is the goblins that he's dominating and there's like six of them and he keeps a couple of pet wargs and this and that so you can split it up but i would do no more than 10 12 would be pushing it a bit but it can be done but so I, i keep it around 10 then you would have the the encounters the climax and the treasure now the treasure i think it should be not a whole lot, but enough to keep to make it worth the character's while. Sometimes they just got to do it, you know, they got to they basically got to clean out the dungeon on spec because these people are poor and they're, you know, they're stealing their, their cattle are being killed and their crops are being trampled and stuff like that and they don't have any money. So, you, you know, you okay, fine, we're heroes, let's do it out of the goodness of our heart. But if there's any treasure involved, put it in the dun- put it in the lair, dungeon, whatever. And whatever, and try and try to, you know, I. This sounds like you know the lair or whatever the dungeon they're going to go to into is just a generic dungeon. But there's nothing wrong with theming it too. If they're going to go into a small a small monastery that's been deserted, like uh, the Hillmarsh Monastery that I use, if if you're going to do that, you know, make it kind of try and think about theming it a bit too. Like, what would a monastery have as far as wealth goes? That's an idea, but if nothing else, do a five-room dungeon. Say this is the wizard. This was the wizard's old, old digs, and he's gone. And monsters have came in. Blah 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 blah. You know the usual routine. You can do it that way. Okay, and there you have a side adventure. Now you can change it up. You can twist it, but that's that's what I'm laying out right now. You got to know what the rules are before you break them. I'm not saying the rules, but they're guidelines anyway. And if you can tie it into your main campaign even better, that's why I said you can actually make a campaign out of this. If you had something where you had to get this MacGuffin or this other person's going to die or this area is going to be destroyed, but you have to go to all these little places to get the pieces of the MacGuffin or the things you need to, to make the ritual happen or whatever, that's the side adventures right there. So that works out really, really well. So like I said, if you can tie into the main, main campaign, I'm always thinking about the main campaign. Remember the, uh, yesterday, or was it the day before, about uh, the, the one the one scene bump? And I said, if you can t- if you can get the character to tie that into the what they, they're doing already, that's good. I'm always thinking about that. I'm always thinking about, let's tie this back into the campaign. Let's make, and it, may, it just makes your story richer. It makes the campaign richer, and it gives, it just makes, and it, it grounds, it grounds the characters into the world, too, more. It, it just, they feel like they're part of, being part of the world. So, write up your own side adventures. Try them out. Let me know about it. If you want to talk about it or you want to argue about it or whatever, you can always email me at oldmangrognard@gmail.com, or you can drop me in voicemail on Anchor. 
And we are funded right now, funded again. We are monetized. That's right. We're monetized so as little as 99 cents a month. You too can help me run this program, and I would thank you. And thank you to my supporters, Jonathan Dorgia, Wendell Jessen, Oliver Shriek, Mark C. Walring, who has a podcast called The Yawning Albert, Gilbert Suarez, Juan Carlos Llewellyn, and Daniel Reynolds. You guys are great. Thank you very much. So until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air. Thank you.